It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. On this episode of Singles Only, we look back with voice of reason, uh, voice of treason, Patty Vasquez. Uh, we were going to do this as a 200th episode like we did with Jeannie. Uh, this one was uh, Patty and I just talking, catching up, talking about our favorite episodes and her asking me some questions me asking her some questions about uh, being married for 20 years um, and surviving the quarantine together. Um, fun episode, uh, always in- insightful and uh, and fun to see my dear friend Patty. We did this live um, in person, socially distanced and responsible. So uh, loved having real interactions again. Loved Zoom as well, but this was just something that I needed. If you haven't already, review us, subscribe, and a five-star review goes a long way. It takes two seconds. Just go on there and say you love this podcast. Um, you love our guests, whoever it was, whichever episode you liked, five-star review. Really, really appreciate it. It goes a long way towards keeping this free and uh, and keeping me uh, going. Uh, over 200 episodes. Thank my sponsors who have made this possible. Please check them out as well. And check out my website, paulfcomedy.com, for my upcoming dates. I will be traveling again. And my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com backslash paulfcomedy. If you do want to buy a shirt, uh, I am going to still be giving the proceeds to uh, Comedy Club staff until they open. And then comedians who are in need, uh, those those shirts are available online at Paul F. Comedy as well. Uh, thank you so much, and enjoy this episode of Singles Only Podcast with Patty Vasquez and myself. Listen, you know I'm a lawyer. I talk about it often. But when I have legal questions or I have legal issues that I'm facing, I go to my friend Scott Shapiro. So if you've been injured on the job, um, need compensation, you might be entitled to money that you don't even know about. And that holds true for workers' compensation, personal injury, all that stuff. Um, My friend Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers and doing entertainment law for almost 20 years now. You need to contact him, 312-648-8800, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He is legitimately one of the best people and best lawyers I know. Um, If you call him, you tell him Singles Only sent you or I sent you, it's a free consultation. Granted, it's a free consultation anyway, probably, but boom, just just throw my name so I can uh, stay in business here. Um, He is a full service law firm in addition to workers' compensation cases, work injuries. He handles litigation. He handles all your legal needs for entertainment law. So those of you who are entertainers out there have legal questions. He's your guy. Again, free consultation. Don't take a chance and not get a lawyer. 312-648-8800 or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. For those of you new to the podcast, uh, you need to know that I'm a huge reader. I love biographies and nonfiction, something I do. Uh, and one of my favorite books of recent time is Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. It's a friend of mine who wrote it. It's just a perfect story of how everything appears to be perfect, but in reality, there was a lot of demons in someone's life. And this book talks about how through therapy, Param Parastron overcame all his uh, 
his fears, his pain, his problems through therapy and, uh, and came up on top on the other side. Um, it's a great book. It's a great journey. I highly recommend it. Um, you can get it at, uh, Amazon. Actually, he reduced the price recently. So, um, if you are on amazon.com, go buy it, but here's what I'm going to do for our listeners or watchers. If you're on YouTube, um, if you review the podcast singles only on on iTunes or wherever you listen, send it to me at pfarvar at gmail.com. I will send you a free copy of the book, Perfect Pain. It's a $20 value. It's a memoir by Param Parastran. That's how confident I am that you'll love it. Um, and if you do love it, um, tell people, review it. If you've read it already, review it, please. We want to get the word out on this great book. Um, I don't know what else I can do. It's just such an amazing journey. Um, it makes you, it gives you hope. It's uh, something we all need right now. Perfect Pain by Param Parastron. Please check it out, perfectpain.com or message me for your free copy. It's time for another edition of Singles Only. Uh, this is a special episode. We were going to air uh, on the 200th episode, uh, but due to circumstances regarding the quarantine, we had to wait. So this is airing a little later. Uh, I did a 200th episode with uh, my voice of reason, Jeannie Dugan, but now we get to do one live in person with my other original voice of reason, uh, Patty Vasquez. Patty. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's like a long time to convince me to come by. Yeah. Well, we had, we had, uh, <laughs> it's funny cause we had some stuff scheduled, but then on the day of both of, I mean, of the first time I was like, uh, maybe we should wait cause there was a spike and then all this stuff. But now we're out of the we're out of the, the, we're allowed to socially distance now in Illinois. Yeah, Chicago so. and Illinois and uh, the whole state, I mean, to a great extent, uh, have been able to manage. I mean, it's, if you yeah. see that that drop off from where we spiked we're doing to well. where we are now, it's just hard because the numbers that you look at are by yeah. deaths often. And, and it's funny because I, I was going to, one of the things that I talked about when I did my solo episode uh, before the 200th episode was just talking about the quarantine and how this is going to expedite uh, whether you really have a soulmate or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, imagine, you, and you and Steve are doing okay. Oh God, yes. I mean, it's so well because for my husband, for those who don't know much about me, I have been with my husband for 25 years. This is actually going to be our 20th anniversary this summer because my 20th hu- married, married right. five years dating before that, and uh, but I've been on the road, either on the road or on overnight radio during our entire relationship. Right. So this is the longest amount of time <laughs> that we have ever spent together. And yeah, no, I, I, and I can't imagine, I do get sort of, uh, you've seen me post things about domestic violence because it does occur to me based on not just my previous relationships, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship before Steve. And I just can't imagine if you're on lockdown with somebody, um, you know, I mean, on the, the humorous side, I guess you could say, imagine being in the middle of a fight and then, you know, you get this, (laughs) you can't (laughs) leave your house. Yeah, Yeah, you can't. But uh, on the very sad side, there are people, men and women, who are in abusive relationships that, I, you know, we, and they, anyway, that, that was something that occurred to me. So I try to share that information as often as possible that right. you can ask for help, you know, reach out to friends, let them know that you're, you know, because it's often a lot of shame attached to that. Yeah. And on the other side of that, uh, I was also encouraging people that at the end of the side of the quarantine, that there's going to be so many divorces. And uh, <laughs> I was encourage people to call Paul. And uh, we had a guest uh, in the past, uh, Jen Jeltis, who was a divorce lawyer that uh, had, a, we 
I'm talking to her a lot because I'm sure she's going to be pretty busy. Is she getting any calls at all? Uh, I, I, I've gotten a couple calls of people that are interested in learning stuff. So I think there wow. will be, I assume she's getting a lot. I think they're going to be very busy uh, with divorces. Because I mean, a, a quarantine of three or four months is, in my opinion, is probably equal to like seven years of real marriage. Because <laughs> I, I mean, that. you're with somebody, yeah. you're never in a, I mean, Typically, in a relationship, people, unless you're retired, um, someone's working or both people yeah. are working. So you're not 24-7. And if you add all those hours together in exponentially, it's it's like five fucking years. So. <laughs> it was, well, and, and my husband, <laughs> someone teased him. They were like, God, this must be, for him, he loves it because prior to the quarantine, I was campaigning. I was out right. uh, working. Uh, trying to get votes from about 6 a.m. at the train, sta- train station, then on the phones at 9 a.m., and then knocking on doors from 11 a.m. until 7.30 yeah. or 8. So I was gone for right. 14 hours a day. and uh, So it was almost like being on the road again, it even was. more so. Yeah, so so he, that's different. And yeah. he, because uh, we have two boys, they're 14 and 16, and they require a lot. I mean, Steve is a stay-at-home dad, so he gets to have us all there. He knows yeah. where we all are. And he's been, it's, you know, yeah. but I think that we're at the, we're at the point now where we go for a walk every day. We go for yeah. an hour walk. That's good. And, uh, and my son is very nervous that I'm here. So <laughs> yeah, I know I, I get it. And I apologize for, no, I'm, for making you come. Thank you for being patient with me. Cause yeah. I, I did. I canceled on you a few times. It's fine. We got really close. And I was like, Ey. I figured I was also, I, it's happened with uh, Maggie DePaulo, who's the other voice of reason as well. And she got concerned too, cause she has uh, elderly parents. So it all makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the part that's funny for me is that, you know, all those people that used to always you know, shit on me. Like, what are you waiting for? Getting married? Like now everyone's like, what's it like to like, <laughs> to, to like quiet. watch what you want when you want to watch it. Oh. And like all these great things. And I see all the pictures of people with their kids. Um, and, uh, and Pat McGann doing his videos were pretty funny with the pop-up podcast. Yeah. So, so I get it. It's, uh, I have never cooked so much in my entire life. My <laughs> I had to go to the grocery stores for the first time in my life. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. But, <laughs> Also, for the first time in my life, I remember why I don't get food because I just eat all I do. If I'm sitting around, I'll just eat anything that's in my fridge. So, what's, what's been your uh, go-to during the quarantine? What's uh, something? Th- that- yeah, so I, I have a food service that comes. So I have one meal a day that comes. It's healthy, and then uh, um, because I eat late, uh, I've gone to the grocery store. I'll, I've been eating a lot of cereal. Oh, that, really? that was a lot, which I've never done before. I was With doing a lot. With milk in the bowl or straight out of the box? Like milk in the snack? bowl. Okay. Milk in the bowl. I got milk. Um, that's one of my main things. A lot of cheese, which I always used to do. But then sometimes I get hungry after 10. And then I just, the only thing open now is Golden Apple, which is still open. You can go and pick up or right. have delivered. And McDonald's. So I've been, there was one day where I posted, I was at McDonald's three days in a row. The guy, I know the guy there. <laughs> And our fingers accidentally touched barely, and we both looked at each other. And like, I I have sanitizer in my car, and I mean, I saw him freak out too. So I was like, I'm like, we're good, like don't worry. Wow. But but still, yeah, you got to get this. Isn't it isn't it amazing the things that jump out at you now intellectually? Oh yeah, and also the fact that like you know usually if you get fast food, you start eating it in the car. But yeah. now like you're like, do I want to risk that? Like I want to go home, wash my hands take everything out of the package and then wash my hands again. Yep. Like it's, it's yeah, I, I keep track of everything that I've touched when I leave my house, but whatever the, the important thing is, is we're safe and, uh, yes. 
some people are happier than others in their relationships or lack of relationships. Patty, I went back and counted. We've So there's over 200 episodes of Singles Only. Uh-huh. What's your guess as to how many you were the voice of reason on? How many episodes? 68. You've 68 is your final answer? Yes. Okay. Reminding you that we only not only did podcasts at the Laugh Factory, at my home resident pod, uh, podcast room uh, in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. And live. Uh, we did two episodes live or maybe more. At the more, Cubby Bear? At the Cubby Bear. Okay, so that's four locations. <laughs> so the actual number, uh, and to give you an idea, Jeannie had done 40s in the 40s range. So you are at 92. Really? 92 episodes of Singles Only. Huh. Huh. Yeah, well, it's so enjoyable that I, don't, I didn't keep track. <laughs> what, are the, what are the things that you remember most? What have you learned about uh, dating, uh, being out of, the, out of the game for 72 years? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting to see folks, uh, people who have a different, uh, ex- different one different expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And what their goals are, whether it's because they want it, they're dating because they're looking for someone to share their lives with, people who uh, don't have any intention of ever getting married, yeah. people, you know, people who want to have kids, who want to settle down. You've had so many, you've had folks that have been divorced with kids and obviously different situations. But I also was fascinated with the different levels of tolerance that people have in bad on bad dates. Yeah. And and uh I mean and to I think the one that sticks out for because you said it was one of your favorites. Yeah. Was that guy in California. Joe Quazala. Who I wasn't even sure like he was sitting here and I wasn't sure if he was going to survive the date. I was like <laughs> so did she kill you? <laughs> was, that uh that episode uh is one of my favorite episodes, Joe Quazala. I if anyone wants to start with a funny podcast that gives you an idea of that that's a great one because it's he, we have serious conversations up top, and then we get into a story. Right. And that story with the bread pudding, I mean, it was fascinating. And, and did they a, end up in like someone's house that wasn't hers? And yeah, his grandma's house. <laughs> or her, <laughs> her grandma's, grandma's house. house. And she's like, can I have... I mean, it's one of my favorite episodes. If you haven't, uh, go back and listen to it. I think it's episode number 83. And he knew. He had alarm bells before he even went yeah. to go see her. That he he was on a thing where he was just saying yes to everything. Yeah, that right? was it. Was his decision that he was going to be do something different? Where he was going to be like, um, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to say yes to everything and yeah. uh, be opposite of what he normally does. Right. Follow, not follows instincts. And that's what you get. And that's what he gets. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, there was more to the story that uh, he's going to reveal when he comes back. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah. There it, there was a part two that uh, it's pretty interesting. But that's one of my favorite funny episodes uh, in terms of that. But a lot of people also talk about the podcast and I feel like it's become therapeutic in a sense too because a few times we have people immediately after their breakups. Yes. um, We've had people cry and we've also had people like just struggling to know why they're single or what they want. And I feel like as they start talking it out, you can see their faces being like, oh yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Like they never thought of it. Right. So, I mean, there's that. Well, because, you know, you can go to a therapist, you can go to a professional, but it's a different environment than just kind of having a chat about it or have people ask you questions in a way that's different than you might in a professional setting. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, it's funny because the podcast started where I was, the the podcast was going to be a promotion for a live show 
called Singles Only. And they just took this whole another level. And I've learned a lot from it. There's from these guests, I've learned about myself and dating. I've leaned into being single, obviously. Were you as much so, you know, relishing your singleness when you started this? I think when I started it, it was more about, uh, you know, just leaning into it, but not like really believing the thoughts that I had. But then as I talked to people more um, on the idea of marriage, I was more and more thought that maybe this is an outdated institution. And I started saying it out loud to see what the response was and have people talk me out of it, say, tell me why I'm wrong. And and I feel like um, in talking to people and in growing uh, through the podcast and, and personally, I still stand by it. I think the way that marriage is now, it's just an outdated. There's got to be a way to. And we talked about it with uh, a couple of guests that it should be like a seven-year contract. Like renew. Do you want, do you want to re-up this? Yeah, right. like it's a it's a contract year. People both decide if they're going to call it in and, or just walk away, and say screw this, I'm out. Right. And I think that that takes a little pressure off of the relationship because people say it's a lot of work. Well, I mean that that's you know that's your perspective, and I respect <laughs> that. I don't think that you're going to convince. I mean, it's a cultural thing, yeah. right? And then you also have the. Why? What do you think is going to happen in seven years? You, you know, my it's because I'm older. You know, on right. both sides. You know, what what do you expect to go wrong, or what do you expect? It, it, people well, you, always go to the negative rather than the, you renego- the positive, you, right? Yeah, you but, renegotiate. But also, it's kind of like do you know those people when they go to a restaurant and they put money on the table to like they tell the server, you know, if you do a good job, you'll get this twenty. No, and, who and, they, does that? and they start taking money away if it's not good service. Like that's that like a seven year contract <laughs> kind of feels who like. Who does that? that? Oh, I've, I've, I've you never heard of this? No. Yeah, there's. Okay. I've seen it at a bar where we they call just them put assholes, money. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, there are people who, so that's kind of what the seven-year re-up sounds like to me. Oh, like, my God. If you do a good job, <laughs> if you maintain this level of service, then uh, then maybe you'll get a bonus on the seven-year. I don't know. That's just. But like 50% of marriages end in divorce. I feel like if you have that contract and then both p- parties walk away from it, because a lot of people, there's a, a, st- a stigma with divorce too for, for religious purposes or, or, or social stigma. I think that if you do that, you take that away. And it also takes pressure off the relationship too, where people will be like, oh, okay. And it might actually make the, it might make the relationship healthier. So why do you say, uh, what, is, why, what is it about seven years that? Uh, I just threw that out because they say seven year itch. A lot of people change. I mean, I look back on my life and uh, a lot of the decisions I made, if I was married, pff, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that. I mean, I'm not saying I would have been less happy. I just would not be where I am now. I'd right. be in in the suburbs married I'd, I'd have a nicer car and uh well you would have different <laughs> pressures uh yeah your decision to become a comic would be much harder if you were with Absolutely. a person that did not support that and felt like you needed to continue a financial you know status right to support a family mm-hmm. and, and kids and whatnot now i can just do what i want and get mcdonald's at midnight um <laughs> And that and that brings to another podcast where I I thought was one of my favorites too when I and I have people that I say is my, one of my favorite episodes to show the other side of a relationship that you talked about tolerance Jen Zanotti who was in a in a marriage that wasn't working uh, got divorced and has this whole new life oh, she God, became yeah. a jujitsu champion she has like her own projects she's such she, a positive energy yeah she uh i mean one of your friends you introduced me to her yeah she was um someone that was like friends of friend 
And okay. I saw her online. She has a beauty salon. She had these, uh, you know, kind of plans, you know, the kind of self-awareness and just has this energy about her. She yeah. is um, really a remarkable human being. She's gotten me. There was a day, you know, at my, at my previous job where I had a day of real extreme trauma. Right. And I was calling everybody. You were one of the people yeah, that I yeah. tried calling. Um, you know, I had I had reported sexual harassment and abuse at my job. And it was and I was starting to feel the weight of that coming back at me. And I turned the corner and it was like this glorious moment of like, she happened to also have a podcast there. Right. And she turned the corner and it was like the most wonderful thing that it was Calming, her. yeah. Yeah, and she dragged me into a bathroom, helped me breathe. And, but that's how she, I mean, she's just one of those people that, you know, I haven't had a chance to talk to her lately, but you know, she's in a relationship now. Have you yeah. seen? And she's the, in a very healthy relationship. Yes. I, I did her podcast, uh, Getting Zen with Jen. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's, uh, and it was right when that started. And I just remember after we did the podcast, we started talking about it and she was just like, she talked about this guy yes. and it's, they have the same interests and it's like, it's such a cool dynamic that she started with this uh, relationship. Again, she probably, makes everybody happy. Yeah. Probably because of the podcast. I think that's what <laughs> that we was did. What it was. She a lot focused of, her attention on yeah. what she wanted out of life. A lot of the relationships uh, of the 92 episodes you've had, a lot of those people are now married. Stop. Yeah. Come on. A lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Matt Chiaramonte did the episode. He was one of the first episodes you did with us. He's married? Uh, he's married now. Curtis Flagg, also right, married. Right, that's true. I remember that. Uh, Mark Carmen also married. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people got married after this, so. Okay, I, I need to know what my numbers are. Don Gerard. Are. Yeah. I need to, really? Don is married. I need to know the numbers compared to your other voices of reason. Uh, the marriage success? <laughs> yes. I, well, you already have 92. Uh, Jeannie had 40s, something in the 40s, and Maggie has a little less than that, and I did a bunch by myself. Uh, none of the people I did by myself got married. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, there were so many, there's like, I, I just think that, uh, she, hers is such Jen going back to Jen is such a positive energy and what the, the positive positives of walking away from relationship. That's like, it's too much work. It's not worth staying in. Well, she's also a great person to, when you listen to her, it's a, she takes care of herself yeah. so that if she's gonna let somebody else into her, you know, if she's gonna not, not let somebody else in. But if she's going to be open to somebody else, she understands the importance of being who she yeah. needs to be, and self awareness. Well, and take and self care too. Yeah. It's both because. Oh right. Yeah, okay. I mean, just because um, if she feels she knew that she needed to feel whole, because sometimes when you get into a relationship, if you if you're not there, and somebody can be overpowering, and you allow yourself to feel smaller, that's that was the relationship I was in before Steve. And so when I met Steve, I had been alone for quite a while, and I actually had an ex boyfriend that called when I was starting to date Steve. And it was somebody I had been in on and again. We've never talked about this, in on again, off again relationships for seven years since high school. And he called, it was the first time I didn't call him back was because I was finally with somebody who didn't, I didn't feel anxious around. I right. didn't feel self-conscious. Like, and, and after a year, Steve would tell me some of the things that he was like, you know, that was almost a deal breaker. Like I, cause I played little league baseball yeah. and softball. So I, I sometimes spit. And he was like, the first time I saw you do that, he was, it was the most unattractive thing. Just while you're walking? <laughs> Sometimes. It, yeah. like it, was an, it was something I wasn't aware that I did. So when he told me that, I was like, okay, I could see that being, you know, unappealing. Because there's deal breakers for folks. Sure. You know? And, um, but I didn't, but that shows you how comfortable, like I just, I was very comfortable around him. Because I had been around, and it felt safe. And that's an emotional thing, not, not necessarily like some, and, and it's funny because I've gotten to these conversations. What do you mean by safe? That I, I'm not, that my feelings are valuable, Yeah, you know? 
Are there are there things that you've taken away from the episodes that you've brought into your own relationship? I'm so grateful to be married. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no, to Steve, though. But I mean, I'm grateful for Steve. That's, yeah. that's a way, wrong way to put it. I'm grateful for Steve. Right. Because uh, just the his patience and uh, like there, you were mentioning like on this lockdown, um, you know, I've, I've gotten frustrated. He's gotten frustrated. Like I've seen him more frustrated with me in this lockdown that he's probably been since we first started dating. Well, cause he's had the home to himself yeah. for most of the time. And now oh, yeah. he's an invader. Yeah. Well, and I tried doing the, you, <laughs> you're like, I live here too. <laughs> well, I tried filling the dishwasher. Not, I saw that. Yeah. Not realizing there was a system. No, I yeah. did know that there was a system, but I stopped. I'm like, okay, I won't do the dishes yeah. then. But, um, you know, I reorganized the kitchen. He's like, oh my God, look, someday you're going to be able to leave again and this won't matter. So right. please stop moving stuff <laughs> in my kitchen. He has a system. He does have yeah. a system. But, uh, but that's the thing is, is I, and it's hard to explain. I think that part of what we talk to people about, and I th- I hope what people take away from our conversations is it's, you know, it's okay to know, to appreciate what you learned from a previous relationship, but not let it negatively impact the next one. And right. I, think, I think a lot of people already know that. No, right. It should, you shouldn't take the, your baggage with you, but you learn from your relationship and be right. like, okay, well, I, this is what I'm no longer, or what you're no longer going to put up with. Right. And for Steve, he's like, all right, I'm going to put up with spitting. Like, that's <laughs> that's fine. One of the first bits I ever wrote. That's uh, so funny that you spit. I don't, I mean, I don't did anymore. you chew tobacco? I, no. I, I uh, No, it's just like when you're like 9, 10 playing Little League Baseball, you have, yeah. and you're the only girl on the team, and the boys are having a spitting contest, and then, you know. But like, okay. yeah, it just was something I didn't even realize. I mean, and I, like I, I had an art, you know, that was... Sig- Projectile abilities? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I, try, I, have to, I would have to keep myself from going, man, did you see how far that one right. went? You know? <laughs> That's pretty funny. But I don't do that anymore. That was in my 20s and Spitting. Steve pointed it out and I was like, oh yeah, I could stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's a strange thing. I actually, the first bit I ever wrote down in a notebook was about uh, spitting or swallowing. When I, and so it had a thing about baseball, Little League Baseball. Yeah. Like I could do it without being noticed. Like it, oh, was, just okay. a whole, it was a really <laughs> dirty bit. Right. I never did it on stage. Oh, but it was one of the first things. I wrote it out and... Uh, and I and that was that's where you ever seen me talk do the hold the nuts the uh, um, that that used to be my closer. It's, it's on your CD. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. that used to be my closer. I called my mom and I was like, I have this joke. It's about giving oral gratification, and she's like, No comprendo. So it it actually came from. <laughs> I was like, Is this too dirty? And so it was. But I yeah. I found a cute way to get to what I wanted to say. But my my point being that uh, you have to be open and be aware like you said and i think jen's conversation can be very helpful for a lot of a yeah. lot of people who you know once they get divorced you know maybe are tend to close themselves off right. or and other people who are desperate to and and that's not a bad thing you you want to feel safe again and find somebody else to or build there's that comfort there's comfort in a relationship and then you're like that people that are in marriage just say it's hard work and it's like where is the line where it's not worth the the cost benefit analysis that you do as a as a seventh as a lawyer in me but where the costs outweigh the benefits it's funny i never have thought about my relationship with steve as being hard work but i remember a boy in college let's call him eric because that's his name Buren. and uh he's now a a history professor in north dakota not that i've checked but um (laughs) he told i remember him telling me one time that it was that i was too much work yeah and i just thought that was such a weird way to put it and and i it 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 was it, it felt it hurt 
to be right. told that I was a lot of work. And Steve has never made me feel, and I and I don't feel like he's a lot of work. Well, so it's I don't compatibility. Know. Right. It's just for some people, it's there's just, work that needs to be, there's a maintenance level in a relationship that's either worth it or not worth it. Right. And that's and that and during the quarantine, you discover that too. Even dating on, during the quarantine or or uh, being in a relationship, it's like you have to put in ten times of what you normally had to because you, there's no breaks. Right. You're with that person, yeah, forever. So, have you been dating during the quarantine? I did. I did. I met someone and and uh, tried to to you know just being. There's not a lot to do, and I talked about it on the podcast where it's like uh, you can't go to a stranger's house. No. And you can only walk so many times and you can't go to a restaurant. So you just have to, you make, you make better decisions and quicker decisions. Um, and a lot of people, I did the dating uh, from home where mm-hmm. you do the video dating and stuff. And that's kind of weird too, because you're learning a lot about the person like really fast. And I've talked to people who've done it and they, uh, they're making, they're expediting their decisions too. And a lot of people are doing a lot of self-evaluation now too. Oh, like, sure. Do I want to? Live that life, myself included. And, uh, you know, um, the one thing that I will say about this is, you know, I, I have reevaluated relationships and I, I do value, I think, marriage. There is something for that. And I see my parents who are elderly and getting older and they're taking care of each other. And there is something to be said about that and how great that is that they're there for each other, even though. 40 of those years of marriage were probably horrible. But like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 70%. But I, I don't know. And someone's there for them when they fall down. Yeah, but someone is there. And I joke about that on stage, but it's like, fuck, I've been alone here for 90% of the time in my in my place. And it's like, I, I have neighbors who are awesome. It's like, but shit, like if something happens to me, no one's going to find out for like three years. I'm going to start to, <laughs> you and a couple of my friends who actually, another one of my friends, I think it might be on your list is uh, Elliot yeah, Serrano. Yeah, Elliot Serrano's was a great one. Yeah, because he he'll post once in a while. And I think that he's, and it's, I don't want to get into what his status is now, but. He was in a relationship. Yeah, and I think he is. Yeah, but they're not quarantined together? No. Right. No. So he has posted that like he realizes now that it, should something happen, you might not know for a while. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, daily checks on Elliot Serrano. And maybe that's what I should be doing f- with you. Uh, it's, no, people are doing type. that already. Okay, They're like checking on me. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I, it's definitely there's been some scary stuff that's happened. But I'm like, oh, okay. It's like it's been fun. And uh, and uh, yeah, like I've reevaluated a shit ton during this stuff. And, and a lot of things that I learned from the podcast, too, that were funny that you were a part of. Uh, and well, well, on the serious side, the Jim Cornelison podcast taught me a lot, too, because he said he wouldn't date women in their 30s who have never had kids because he's had kids. They have urgency. They have. There's an urgency and he didn't want to waste their time. And that stayed with me to this day. Like even if women that I've gone on dates with say, I don't know if I want to be like, well, listen, like this is probably not going to go anywhere. <laughs> so I don't want to waste your time. So there's that. You just kind of. Um, and the other nothing. thing on the more, uh, less serious side was we had Colt Cabana on here, uh, wrestler a couple of times. Oh, he's great. And, and uh, now it's funny because I had never noticed those billboards everywhere until <laughs> until I met him. And I'm like, oh, God, because he was talking about how people recognize him from the billboards. Yeah. I would never recognize anybody from a billboard. It's so out of context. It's You're just, just everywhere. Him right. and Brian Urlacher are, are everywhere yeah. in Chicago. Oh God, I just um, saw the O'Hare one. Just, but no, his the T-shirts one. Right. Yeah, the T-shirts one, and I and I, by the way, I was watching uh, Chicago PD because now I'm watching all those episodes to catch up. Has before. mine come up again? Uh, I, just I, got, I got a check for like two dollars. Here's a Chicago says. Med, right? Chicago Fire. It's, oh, Chicago it's the, Fire. Uh, I've been in four episodes. Have you been on PD? 
No, I only okay. I've been on the the no. I don't think there was a night where I was on the crossover. It was all three all three shows. Yeah, because when Justice just came out, I think yeah, it was the premiere. That's when I was yeah I was supposed to do that one, but uh, I was only on Med. But now I see the parts that I auditioned for in Chicago. Is that a PD. Hard, that's the worst. I'm like, oh, I see what they were going for. Yeah. But I've seen Colt on there a few times, so it's funny. I text him. But the one thing that's his was funny, and I now I notice it is women who on the apps post themselves skiing with oh, all yeah, their clothes on yeah. i'm like why are you wasting this picture it's like here's all the clothes i have on <laughs> so you know and i'm wearing a mask why would like and now on the apps if you go to them women are wearing and men probably too I don't, I don't know but are wearing masks and they're more confident now because it's like it's hiding their face i'm like what yeah what, what are you doing like it's funny i i I hadn't even thought about the dating apps and the masks because I get it. It should be one of your pictures. It shouldn't be the profile picture. There is something sort of weird culturally about the masks now too, right? Yeah. You know, um, and so some of my friends don't want to have nice ones because they're like, I don't want this to be a fashion statement. I don't want this, you know, I, I, oh, I can wear I like see. a Cubs one. I just want this to be something that's temporary and move on. Whereas I have, you know, I have my little, fashion my, ones, yeah. my little colorful stars and I'm making some, by the way, hopefully um, I'll, I'm trying to learn how to use a sewing machine. <laughs> but the thing about those profile pictures, I've, I've, did I ever tell you I, I got J-Swipe because Carm was telling me about it and I was just curious. So I was, Yeah, I, the, I, the Jewish dating app. And I never understand the people, that, and we've talked about this before, who are in a group of people. And so you can't tell which one they are. Oh, they'll, right. They'll be like with their friends. Yeah. You know, it's be like three girls. And you're like, well, which one are you? People have been called out so much on that, so you don't see that as often. But uh, I have a friend who I dated, um, and now we're just good friends and i'm trying to like coach her through her, her her page i saw her page on one of the apps and i was like what are you doing this is the worst representation of you it's a, there's like no, she's a beautiful person and uh there's like only pictures of her face close up n- not nothing of her body and she has a great body and it's just like i i go if i saw this i would swipe left i mean and she had a picture of hers with like a uh i don't want to like give it away uh, in front of like a portrait of a horrible show from the 90s that's the only women like um, and uh, I'm not going to say the okay. name but it's like Off after this one of the one of the, it's like I'm like what guy who are you like what guy is going to be like oh yeah she likes that show so do I like the guy who's going to like this show you're saying you didn't like, watch Melrose Place no it wasn't Melrose <laughs> maybe it was 2000s it's actually 2000s okay. but it's like I'm like, there's so many things wrong with this and she's wearing a jacket it's like I'm like you're basically no one can see what you look like yeah. And that's a big part of it. So, like, I feel like I'm going to go into that category of just coaching, coaching. people on their things. So. Well, right now, especially digitally, I also, uh, because so many folks are going to, we don't know how long this is going to last as far yeah. as social distancing and being able to do very much. But um, I will say, of everyone we talk to, I wonder uh, if anybody, I can't think of anybody else that tends to date and then be friends with the, with those people as much as you do. Yeah, and you, that was something we tested on the episodes uh, where you and I have had people, and, and Jeannie was, didn't believe it until we've had guests who I've gone on dates. Uh, with. We had Kristen Robinson, the life coach, or the coach who we went on a date, and we we're like, okay, we're better as friends. Uh, the divorce lawyer also. Right. So yeah, that's something. Yeah, well, and you also, did you know before you started doing the podcast that you have like about a three-month tolerance? Yeah. You know, it's not my side that's the tolerant side. It's the their people side. still getting tired of you. Three, to, it's it's it, it expands sometimes. And now what I've noticed is people have accepted it, and then I come back into the picture after their other relationships. So like I'm the 
I'm like the space keeper. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've gone. Placeholder? Yeah. Placeholder for the, something better. And I'm fine with that. It's just, it's more like now people just need someone to talk to and hang out. Like I'll go, the girl I dated for a long time, uh, we're no longer in a relationship, but we hang out a lot. And, uh, it's a weird spot right now cause it's fresh, but like, you know, we'll go for walks wearing, you know, whatever we're, right. we're not having a physical connection anymore, but I like that space. I think there's less pressure. I do well in those situations. So that's funny. You know, I never, I didn't have a chance to tell you this during my campaign, how many ex-boyfriends or their, <laughs> and or their moms yeah. were supportive. Like we wanted to send out an email from Jason Wilkes mom, you know, I, you know, even though Patty, and Jason, I dated Patty. Well, and I survived. Go for her. <laughs> but from his mom, like, you know, they didn't yeah. end up together, but you know, this is how much I believe in her. I, you know, I donated her campaign, but I tend to be like Kevin Naughton. You and I've talked about, yeah. Have you, you haven't had Kevin? I haven't had him on yet. No. Okay. So it's uh, like, I'm friends, not as close friends as you are just and more than friendly, I would say, like Kevin hosted my fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends called it the hussy vote. And I was like, well, I wasn't a hussy. I just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 48. I dated a lot before Steve yeah. it, up until I was 23. I was, you know. Hey, and it, it all happens to be in the area that's in your uh, district. Right. Hey, Take advantage. I know. It's the greatest thing to be able to put a lawn the sign vote. Yeah. in front of a sheriff's house because I dated him. <laughs> but uh, but no, you, I mean, it seems like some of your best friends are, are people that you dated. And they're not, they're, yeah. they're not like ex-girlfriends because you go out on a few dates and realize. Yeah, it's friends. hard to describe it. Cause I always say my ex because it's not, it's like we dated, but I don't, we never got to the level of girlfriend. But right. I, I've noticed this too, especially during the quarantine now. It's like my closest friends are the people who I've, closest with our women uh and i my guy i don't have like a guy friend anymore other than like my guy friends that we have our annual trip who are my best friends since high school but it's like we've drifted they don't know like my day-to-day and uh i see them now i talk to them more now on zoom and stuff because we we're all quarantined but we're all we have different lives different schedules like they have a nine to fives i have weird hours so and uh and they have kids and 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 happy marriages allegedly (laughs) So. Well, I know we have a few others that you wanted to touch on, but there was one uh, that was a hostile uh, yes. situation, uh, and I and you and I he talked was drunk. About, uh, well, and you and I talked a little bit about it last night, and you and he's circled back and talked to you about that day. Yeah, and and I realized, and it's Tank Boy, right? Tank Boy, yeah, Jim Copany, yeah. And uh, and I realized now what it reminded me of when we were in the room with him. It reminded me because you said it, he he's told you that was one of the hardest yeah he was coming off a really bad divorce and uh he was in a place of i think he was in a place of denial because he was just learning about the apps and you know when people get divorced and they go on the apps there's like this high level of uh pot like uh it's just it's emotion that's like positive energy like wow like this is what i miss and then then you realize it's horrible and then you have a backdrop. But what were you saying? It reminded me of, uh, so in the 2000s, so Griffin is uh, almost 17 so and then Declan's 14. So it had to be 2006 or so I was working with Louis C.K. I was mm-hmm. opening for him actually two summers in a row. Oh, yeah. You saw and that. the first summer it was, and I uh, people told me later that he was going through a horrible, he was such a raging asshole yeah. in the green room. He wouldn't even talk to me, but it, right. it had that same energy. As tank, but he was much more like he wanted. He was confrontational on stuff that wasn't necessary, like music stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, it was. He just it, most people don't believe my lack of musical knowledge. <laughs> like it made him angry that I didn't. 
<laughs> it is. I mean, sometimes it is offensive, but I'm your friend, so I don't care. But it's, it's offensive? Like, okay. it, I mean, it's it's just, it doesn't make sense. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Patty, uh, oh, I forgot. I have something for you, too. Patty has this appalling lack of knowledge. We made it into a segment on the radio of things that in her generation she should know better most people will know you almost started crying at the restaurant one day when a song started playing guns and roses song came no, that's on. a different one it was it was this oh. dun 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 right and Queen, i was like Tater and i go Boy. yeah but i go uh under I, pressure do you remember what i said yeah and i did it again two nights ago i still could not say at first i go well it's either ice ice baby yeah or I said, I did it again, Paul, you're going to, and for those who uh, are offended by people who don't know music very well, I said, Gabriel Byrne, I did it again, who's an actor, he's an Irish actor, and then I go, no, yeah. I mean, Peter Gabriel, and you still couldn't take it because that was also wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's something that, yeah, it's it's shocking to me that you don't know, and because you're so knowledgeable about so many things that are, that 90% of society doesn't know about, but that's another thing about dating too that I've learned to accept, I used to be such a music snob. Right. And now... Now, like, especially for my other podcast, Make Us a Mixtape, where Marty Rosa has this country background, and now I'm starting to appreciate good country, which I used to, if someone liked country, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. I love Dixie Chicks and uh, Jody Messina. Dixie Chicks are amazing. I used to, and, and there's more to that too, but that's a whole nother podcast. But um, but yeah, it's and there's things that I've learned about that, uh, about myself to be more accepting of people, um, e- even politically to some extent, oh, you know? that's rough. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that's still, especially now with our climate being so crazy. But when that all hopefully ends, uh, we won't have to deal with that. But speaking of political climate one, uh, I want to say this before we stop. Uh, one of my fi- uh, episodes, which was surreal, was we had Mayor Don Gerard on uh, before the election. From Champagne, right? From Champagne, the yeah. mayor of Champagne, who's now married. Um, and we were jokingly saying that the election is tomorrow. Right. It was the day before because we filmed it and we we're going to say, hey, it's going to be aired after. And then we were all joking that, oh yeah, Trump is president now. And if you go back and listen oh, to God. it, it's surreal because <laughs> we were like oh, so funny. joking <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, I felt like we jinxed it. So that was, that's funny. Yeah, it was our fault. Yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's, that's how that works. That's it. There were some uh, amazing episodes with Renato. Paul Walker Hauser was amazing. Oh, you that you was, got some information on that one. That I don't want to spoil he, that for He people. was so sweet. So cool. And, uh, and, and he, he's so successful now. I so know. Great. It's wonderful. And he's, he actually uh, emailed me back and supported me during my campaign, which oh, I, was, I was like, how generous of him. It yeah, was really he's, sweet. He's, he's doing really well. He was in that movie about the uh, Atlanta bombing with mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. Uh, uh, man, he, so good. He was, I mean, what a breakout role in I, Tanya. He yeah. was just astounding. Stole every scene. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he did Mark Maron's podcast, who Mark talked about him before, and uh, he talks about how that changed his life and everything, too. Yeah. Great episode. But 200 plus episodes, Patty. Thank you for having me. Well, Thank you for to another, doing it. Here's to another 800. So when we get to 1,000, yeah. we'll do this again. I thought a 200 would be done, but it's like, fuck, what am I going to do now? What? There's somebody, uh, well, we'll talk, maybe we should, I should, but there, there, I've got a list of people that I've realized would be good on your show. Okay. So I'll tell you that after. Well, thanks for, for listening, everybody, to another edition of Singles Only. This is kind of a look back uh, and uh, recash. Thankfully, I didn't have to reveal any information because Patty didn't ask me any hard questions. But, uh, if you guys like don't the podcast, no, 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 please don't. Okay. It's over now. Uh, <laughs> Does test results come back? You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, everything's safe. Uh, review us, uh, subscribe, uh, and uh, thank you so much for 200 plus episodes, everyone. Okay.